All right. Hello, everyone. We're back with another LMS cast episode. I am Joshua Millage, and I'm joined with Christopher Badgett. And today we're talking about the DNA of an education entrepreneur and really what it means to be an education entrepreneur. So, Chris, I'm going to let you start it off since you are an education entrepreneur and you have been for quite some time. So what are you like, man? (laughs) That's a good question. I think... um... Part of it, too, just circles back is to the fact that we created Lifter LMS, a WordPress learning management system plugin that makes it possible to create and sell online courses. And mm-hmm. as an entrepreneur outside of the education entrepreneur space, we really needed to understand our target market of, like, who are we building this tool for? Who's it for? Mm-hmm. For example, in my past, uh, you know, I've done a lot of alpine mountaineering. So when I select an ice axe for how I'm going to climb the mountain and use that for self-arrest and whether I'm going to be ice climbing or just straight up uh, steep angle mountaineering, I want a very different tool, but it's helpful to get inside the mind of that climber or inside the mind of that person who's going to be using the tool. Mm-hmm. And yes, that's one of the things that makes it unique for me uh, in terms of being a part of the creating force behind Lifter LMS is the fact that I've also created and sold online courses on my own before that. Um, There's a couple things I see that's common among uh, education entrepreneurs. And the first I would just say is like, it's just an irrational passion around the subject matter. That's like number one, plain and simple. And to give some examples of that, um, it doesn't really matter what niche you're in, whether it's like highly professional, business-oriented, you know, whether that's accounting or uh, stock trading or um, uh, auditing, whatever it is, like there's people in those spaces that have a high degree of irrational passion. And it, it can also go to the artistic realm, like something like quilting or painting or drawing uh, or into the more vocational fields like farming or automotive repair. It doesn't matter, whatever it is, we all know it. If you look inside of all your friends, you can like very quickly say, oh, yeah, that person has an irrational passion for this thing. Yeah. <laughs> and and that's, a key, that's a key component of the education entrepreneurs having that passion. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, that's going to create the best learning, too, is when the person who is teaching it is truly engaged at a whole different level. So I would agree Absolutely. with that. What else is part of a... The DNA. I think a desire to teach uh, is the next one, and it also comes often from a place of maturity. Mm-hmm. A lot of the people we run ac- across, like as clients in the WordPress learning management system space, or they want an advanced membership site above and beyond what's typically possible with a membership site, uh, or some advanced, you know, experience for their uh, target audience that includes some education. They t- that maturity often translates into being a little older. Mm-hmm. I'd say that, and I can just say, looking at the Google Analytics of our uh, Lifter LMS uh, learning management system software, that the highest group of people is between 30 and 40, and then the second highest is between 40 and 50, mm-hmm. and then the third highest is between 20 and 30. So, not that you have to like fall in one of those age brackets, but um, the education entrepreneur tends to be a little older than the people they're teaching to. And I, as I would say, it's more of like a 30 plus thing, though not always. Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. Well, what about the people who are under the age of 30? Like, can they be edupreneurs or can are they all like automatically internet marketers because they're younger? I don't think so. No, I don't think it's, there's a lot of great internet marketers who are older uh, and younger. It's more an issue of, I think the maturity to take the time to curate all that knowledge, have the desire to teach, and also have the organization to chunk it down into, you know, curriculum that can be taught. It just takes time. But that being said, I know teachers like in traditional education who went straight from high school to college to get a teaching degree and they were student teaching and when they came into the high school to student teach, they didn't look that much older than you and they're like <laughs> right there with you. So it's not like you have to be that old. I'm just making an observation from the people that are attracted to learning management system software and the audience around that. They just tend to be a little bit older. Yeah. It doesn't, doesn't mean you can't do it if you're younger. And, and in fact, my hat's off to you. I think everybody should teach something as soon as possible, you know, even in the teens or younger. Because um, the best way to learn something and to master that craft is to teach it. I would agree with that. I think as soon as you switch into the teacher mindset, there's an accountability and a level of responsibility that you feel being someone who's going to broker knowledge. And it forces you to go deeper. It's like something in your head just clicks in and you're like, I need to, I need to learn this at a different level. So uh, I agree with that. Well, and I think the other thing about an education entrepreneur is the entrepreneur part of it which is they want to take that and they want to put it together and they want to sell it and they want the world to benefit. They want to distribute it in some way. Um, and it resonates with me. I think I'm kind of a pure entrepreneur in that sense, a little bit crazy in that. Uh, <laughs> I think any entrepreneur is. And I think what I would say to those people who maybe have the, the entrepreneurial side, but they don't know what to teach is to, um, to start with something like you started with omelets for, right. for no other reason than like you just needed to like get in the mode. And that's what I've always appreciated about you, Chris, even when you, you wrote that uh, or you wrote your book and then you created a course around how to write a book in a weekend yeah. or a blog post or something like that. And um, it's these mini experiments. It's these little tries. It's these, these like low threshold, low barrier in entry uh, tests that propel us forward. And um, I'm kind of speaking to myself because there's a couple of things that I want to learn and teach mm -hmm. that I, I need to um, kind of just push myself through and go, you know. So I would say uh, to those people that don't know where to start, pick something easy and remember that the journey kind of looks like eating an elephant. I mean, it's massive and it seems daunting, but you just do it one bite at a time. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, there's this often this dichotomy or this conflict between the educator and the entrepreneur. Like the educator is fighting the cause for education, but doesn't, isn't concerned with the money. And the entrepreneur is all about the money and just uh, extracting value in some way. But that's not really how it works. Um, right. Yeah, I would, I would <laughs> encourage people to like kind of transcend and include both of those things. So if you happen right. to lean more to the teacher side, the education side, develop the entrepreneur side. If you happen to be like really entrepreneurial, uh, lean more into mastering some specific skill and doing those many experiments. Or something I've done is I've partnered with educators like in the organic gardening niche 
and brought my entrepreneurial expertise to their subject matter expertise. And then we're really powerful by that, right. that partnership. So there's yeah. all kinds of ways to bridge that gap of entrepreneurship. But at the end of the day, uh, serious entrepreneurs are all about creating value and changing the world in a positive way. And that's, that's who we're speaking to. I love it. Chris, this has been a good one, and I think uh, it'll resonate with a lot of people. Hopefully, it inspires people to take action. And uh, shameless plug, but if you're looking for a system to build and sell your courses, we've got just that system over at lifterlms.com. Um, we're really proud of it. It's out into the wild now. You can go and check it out. Uh, there's a demo at demo.lifterlms.com. And if anything, uh, regardless of whether or not you buy it, we'd love to just get your feedback on it. Um, feedback is really huge to us. It helps us create a better product for the market. And so it's really important for us to, to hear that. Um, but yeah, Chris, do you have any final thoughts for the crew? Yeah, I would just give another shameless plug and that we also have this great product, but we also have this great community that surrounds yeah. it of other education entrepreneurs. And the final thing I would add is that there's a lot of education entrepreneurs out there that are kind of isolated. It, it's one thing in my business experience and marketing experience, I've really noticed that these education entrepreneurs often are a little bit more isolated. They don't really pack up and tribe up like some other niches or subcultures uh, out there. So they, it can feel kind of isolated. Mm -hmm. like, wow, I want to teach this stuff and I want to build a business around it and I'm not really surrounded by other people like that. Yeah. We offer that with the community that's building around Lifter LMS in social media and in our, in our Facebook community and our forums and so on. So if you are, if this does resonate with you, it's just another perk to getting on board with Lifter LMS so that you can kind of rub shoulders with other people that, that think like you and uh, we welcome you to that community. Yep, absolutely. Right on. Well, thank you all for listening and we'll see you next week.